Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. This is a Smart Passive Income podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 81. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, his two favorite cars are an Audi R8 and a DeLorean, Pat Flynn. Hey, what's up? This is Pat Flynn, and this is uh, episode 81 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. I'm super stoked that you're here, and I'm really excited to bring today's episode to you because it features an interview with a woman who has a very successful online business in a niche that you probably wouldn't think would be successful online. And we've had a few of these interviews in the past. If you recall episode number 37 with Lane Amon, she's making six figures a year in the scrapbooking industry. The scrapbooking industry. Episode number 40 with Fraser Kane. He's he's generating over 5 million page views a month to his website, which is all about space. Space. You like, you know, when you look up at the sky at night and all that black stuff, that kind of space. I mean, 5 million page views per month is awesome. And so, you know, there are so many of these success stories out there, which is why I love what I do, because I can bring these success stories onto the show to help inspire you and to show you that there are so many opportunities available for you. You just got to take action. You got to be patient and provide for your audience. And that's exactly what Bridget does on BiddyTarot.com, B-I-D-D-Y-T-A-R-O-T. And if you don't know what tarot is, it's, it's like those tarot cards. You know, you can go and get a tarot reading and somebody flips over a card for you and depending on what that card is, there's different interpretations for you and what's happening in your life. It's almost like a fortune telling type of thing. And, you know, she does online tarot readings and she trains other uh, tarot readers. And it's just amazing what she's been able to create here. And I'm just really happy to share her story with you. And so let's just get right into the interview and talk about how she got started, what she's doing, what products she's creating, how she's uh, marketing her site and and all that good stuff. Um, so thank you for, for checking this out. And here's the interview with Bridget from, again, Biddy Tarot, B-I-D-D-Y-T-A-R-O-T, BiddyTarot.com. Check it out. 
Bridget, thank you so much for coming on the SPI podcast. How are you doing today? I am really well, thank you. I'm coming to you from San Sebastian in Spain and life couldn't be better. Oh, that is amazing. And I'm really excited for you to share your story and have us dig deeper into how things happened because you have a website that, you know, upon first understanding what it was about, you know, even I was like, you know, there's no way that you could do this well. But, um, you know, after reading everything you mentioned in, in your email to me, um, I just had to have you on the show because this is just so impressive. So why don't you start by introducing sort of um, how you got started online and, and what it is exactly that you're doing with everybody? Well, um, I am a professional tarot reader. Uh, that's tarot cards, in case you're not familiar with it. Um, and basically, I just help people transform their lives using tarot. Um, I run the website Biddy Tarot. And uh, on Biddy Tarot, I offer tarot readings, obviously. Um, but I get a lot around um, tarot card meanings. Um, I run masterclasses, webinars. I offer business coaching for folks who are setting up their businesses. Um, what else do I do? Goodness, there's so many things. Um, I have readers reading on my site as well. Um, so, and, and, you know, this has really, I think, taken off in the last sort of year or two, but obviously it wasn't like that um, to begin with. I actually got started in 1999, um, which is, you know, way back. Yeah, that's, when, that's like ancient, right? Like absolutely. That's the 90s. That's weird saying that now. But I know. When did the internet start? <laughs> I, was it like 95 or something? Yeah, yeah, it was the mid-90s. But um, to, so you started, you started the your tarot site in 1999, or did you yeah. start, was that something else? Yeah, no, it was tarot. Um, I was studying at uni and I thought, you know, studying commerce, it was getting a little bit boring, a little bit dry. Um, so I started learning how to write HTML. And at the same time, I was learning about tarot cards just, you know, as a hobby mm -hmm. um, or as a sideline thing. And they really just came together. And I started actually using Notepad so, you know, like text edit um, to create HTML, which made my site. Um, and back in those days, you know, you could you could definitely get away with that. Um, mm -hmm. Could you do that now? No way. Um, and actually, I don't, I don't think I even used Dreamweaver until about 2005. So um, everything was very basic back then. Right. Um, and, you know, actually, um, I started a path that I reckon was quite similar to yours with Green, as, Green Exam Academy. And that was, I was collecting all these notes about tarot card meanings, so really for my own study. And then I thought, hey, you know what, people might actually be interested in reading these notes. So I started putting things up on my website about the tarot card meanings. And over the years it grew and, you know, more and more people became interested in it. And I got to the point where I thought, well, maybe I should put this into an ebook. Um, and that was in, I think that was 2007. Um, that I had the first ebook, and it really it was just a big it was it was a big messy compilation of my notes really, mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't until maybe it was about two thousand and nine two thousand and ten when I started picking up on your website in particular, and I remember reading your ebooks the smart way and thinking oh okay yeah I've got to I've got to do some rewrites and you know change change this ebook around, um, and that's when I relaunched uh, that original ebook. And, so, and how's that ebook done for you? Really well. So this the um, this was my first ebook called The Ultimate Guide to Tarot Card Meetings, and um, uh, we've sold 
think just over around 1500 copies so far and that's that's of the new version so in the last two years um and since then i've launched another ebook called tarot foundations 31 days to read tarot with confidence Uh, and that has sold i think it's around 800 copies in the last 12 months or so just under 12 months wow okay so and and I know, I know you are doing all this other stuff now, classes. I mean, just for some clarification, when in the beginning when you were talking about you were doing business coaching and you have readers on your site, are, are you doing coaching for people who are reading tarot cards? Well, I, I, I get most of my energy and excitement when I start talking to people about their businesses. So a lot of my coaching is with people who have either just become professional tarot readers or they, you know, they're sort of in their first or second year and I help them grow their business. Um, okay. I've invested. So yeah. You help them grow their tarot business. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. And so you've become this sort of expert simply by you know archiving and posting all of these notes from tarot reading beforehand yeah absolutely um and you know probably in the last few years in particular you know i just did some really basic seos i think i use is it dan teese the seo fast start book um and it was literally you know just tidy up your title and pop in a few keywords and and that was it uh, no sort of fancy seo strategies and you know, within months, um, my site was featuring, you know, Google ranking one, two or three for any of the tarot cards. Um, and that's now what really drives the traffic to my site is people come in, they, you know, they look up a tarot card, they're doing a reading, they think, oh goodness, you know, what does the death card mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and they type that into Google and, and up comes Biddy Tarot. So that's where I get a lot of the traffic from as well. That's so crazy. I mean, I, I- I mean, did you ever think it would take off like this? I mean, what? why do you think it took off like it did? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, you know, initially this was pure hobby. Um, it was, you know, a distraction and, and so forth. And I don't think it was really until about 2009 when I had my first baby um, that I thought, hey, you know what, I could actually do something with this. I could start treating it like a business, sort of a hobby slash business and experiment with a few things. And, you know, I was starting to get more into this internet marketing um, aspect and and see the potential of online business. Mm -hmm. And that's when things started to take off. And then I thought, hey, you know what, again, I'm getting like a lot of people coming into the website and I'm starting to build a community, um, I can really make something of this. I can help people. I can put, you know, my thoughts, my ideas out there and, you know, make it work for everyone. Um, Because, you know, this is the great thing is that once you start delivering value to your customers, they start delivering value to you. It's a Mm -hmm. nice synergistic relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, going back, when you switched from sort of hobby mindset to business mindset, what were some specific things you did after you made that mindset change on your website? Yeah, so the first was really to get a website redesign done. And I've actually had two of these done in the last couple of years. Um, And that, I think, showed my visitors that I was serious about it and, you know, I wanted to look quite slick. Um, But I think the most pivotal part was last year. Um, We were living in Spain for six months and we we were with our second daughter um, by then. And I thought, you know, 
maybe I can make a real go at this and do it full time because I was still working in a bank um, in in corporate, so as an HR manager, human resource manager, uh, on a part-time basis and, you know, running the business on the side. But I reached a point where I thought this could actually work as a full business, something that can support my family. So that was really a turning point, which has now opened up all of these doors to explore different facets of my business as well. That's so cool. So you took the leap from just work, working on this on the side to really taking it full time. Was that your daughter I heard in the background? Oh, yeah, it could be. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I think that they're just, my, my husband's just heading them out and taking them to the park. Oh, that's cute. That's, yeah. that's so cool. I mean, that's so cool that you can make a living from doing these tarot card things. I mean, I don't even know much about tarot cards. I mean, I mean, I mean, one of the questions I'm sure people have in the audience right now is, you know, how real are these things? And I don't, I don't know if you want to get into the sort of, you know, what the deal is behind tarot cards and, and things like that. But I mean, do you want to explain a little bit, uh, maybe where they came from and, and, and why people are interested in, in this kind of stuff? Yeah, of course. You know, like whenever you start talking to people perhaps that you don't know about tarot, they think, oh, okay, crystal balls, um, crushed velvet, um, gypsy caravans and, you know, fortune telling really. Um, But there's a wonderful movement now with tarot where people are using tarot a lot more for self-development, personal transformation. You know, it's essentially 78 tarot cards and each have different images and then those images start to unlock different stories that might come through more of your subconscious mind. So a lot of tarot readers can use the tarot cards more as a counselling tool um, or a personal coaching tool um, as opposed to a strict, oh, okay, hey, you know, you're going to meet this guy, he's going to have blue eyes, dark hair (laughs) and, um, you know, the lottery numbers you need are 49, 67. I I wish I knew what the lottery numbers were. We just had a huge... um Powerball, I think it was $450 million thing. And um, I didn't win, but that's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but that, I mean, that's really interesting. I think it's really cool that you, I mean, you can use the tarot cards as a device for personal development, sort of as maybe a conversation starter or something to dig deeper into the, into the mind as opposed to like what you said, just a straight up, Hey, this is this card. This is going to happen to you. I've never actually heard that before, but I think that's really interesting. And it, I think it's really cool that you're at the forefront of this sort of movement now and you said you started with an ebook and that was in 2007 uh, i think you said what what are some other things that you've included in your uh on your website to make it even more like a business yeah let's see um so probably just within it's really taken off in the last 12 months um offering the master classes so tarot master classes which are essentially just a one hour or a one and a half hour webinar and i present a topic on tarot um, to help people learn how to read the cards and um, so that's going really well um and I can, you know, depending on the topic, um, I might have around 100 people um, register for those live masterclasses and then I record it so I can keep on selling it after the actual live one. Nice. Um, and so that does quite well as well. Uh, I experimented with running a five-week online course back in February. So it was a really basic tarot course and I based a lot of that material off my Tarot Foundations ebook, and the way that I worked that, it, it, I always, you know, the thing is, I always play and I always experiment in my business, so um, it keeps it sort of fun and and mm-hmm. 
you know, a, a little bit different. Um, and in that case, what I did was I was actually developing the material as I went through the course. So rather than investing, you know, three, four months in, in writing up a course, I would, you know, write that material that week, deliver it the next week. And it really kept me on track and and focused on what I needed to do. Yeah, I really like that tip before you move on. I know um, a buddy of mine, a buddy of ours over here at Smart Passive Income, uh, Cliff Ravenscraft from Podcast Answer Man, he's doing a course called Podcasting A to Z, and it's everything you need to know about podcasting. And the way he developed that course at first was sort of creating it as he went along with that first set of students. And ever since then, he's been taking more students in and using that same material, making it better each time, but using that as the base. And it's just taken off for him. And, um, you know, he's in a mastermind group with me, and I'm sure he won't mind me saying this, that, you know, he is now doing less work than he did at the beginning, obviously, because, you know, he's done this many times, but the, the material is already there and it's already tweaked to its optimal sort of, way to provide that information to to his students so um, I really really like that sort of business model and that way you can sort of create the course with your students giving them exactly what they need so that the next time you have another set of students in that base material is there already and then you can spend more time focusing and interacting and answering questions perhaps for that next group of students. Yeah. And, you know, it, it worked beautifully because I, 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 I wondered in my head, you know, am I giving my customers a bad deal here because, you know, I'm, I'm developing the material as I go. Is it going to be, you know, good quality enough? And, you know, they really enjoyed being part of that class and they, they knew that I was developing that material. So they would help input into that material, as you just said, mm-hmm. um, the students develop it with you. And, I, you know, it was offered at sort of a, a beta price, so, you know, at the lower end. Um, so they weren't really getting a bad deal. They're actually getting a great deal, uh, getting all these, you know, live webinars for a, a lower price. Mm. Um, but absolutely, you know, I'm hoping to run this again a little bit later on in the year um, and all the materials there. And now I just get the opportunity to go back and improve it even more. And, you know, that that's an exciting proposition as opposed to having to sort of start over again. Definitely, definitely. And you mentioned price point. Well, uh, going back to some of your other, other products, what were the prices of your eBooks, your your webinars, and, and, and then this tarot course? Well, uh, you know, I know everybody's interested in pricing and how you're sort of differentiating each product from one another. Yeah. Um, look, I'm I'm really experimenting with the ebook prices. So when I first launched, it was ten dollars. You know, nothing. Um, and then once I relaunched my first ebook, the Ultimate Guide to Tarot Card Meanings, uh, I launched it at nineteen dollars, which felt it felt better. And then I thought, okay, 19 is okay, but how about I just try out 29? And then um, I, you know, I, I repositioned it a little bit. So in, instead of positioning it as here's a book about tarot card meanings, you know, because anyone can buy a book off Amazon for what $17 or less even. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to try and reposition it that it wasn't just a book. Um, and therefore, I could charge a higher price at, at twenty nine. Um, so, about six or seven months ago, I tried out the price point of thirty nine dollars for my ebook, and that started to generate around about the same amount of profit or revenue 
as it did for $29. So slightly less sales, but about the same amount of money. Um, so I think that's that's probably my sweet spot is that $39 mark. I don't think I could go much higher than that. Right. And I think it's very, it's very smart of you to experiment with that. And I think that's a lot of uh, something a lot of people are afraid to do. Um, I know I did the same thing when I came out with Green Exam Academy's um, Gosh, why is the name? Oh, the lead AP walkthrough. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I started it at $19.99 and then I went up to $29.99. I actually sold more copies at that higher price because it had a higher perceived value. Now, you said that when you made the switch sort of uh, to position the book as in a different way as more than just a book, what, what does that exactly mean? How did you do that? Well, so with my ultimate guide, uh, it's it's over 330 pages. So your typical book will not be around 330 pages. And the way I position it is that, you know, you can buy loads and loads of books on tarot card meanings, but this is literally your ultimate guide. You won't need to buy other books. This is, you know, this is the one book. Um, so that sort of generates the the value there. Um, and also with my other ebook, the Tarot Foundations ebook, um, that sells at $37.00. And I've positioned that more as this is a learning program as opposed to this is an ebook. Um, so it's very much about, you know, by the end of the 31 days, you're going to be able to read Tarot with confidence. And then, you know, that's the outcome that you want. Okay, got it, got it. Now, how um, how are you delivering these ebooks? What, what's um, the software or the service that you're using? Uh, just the usual. So via eJunkie, I think I learned that one out of your ebook, Pat. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so just buy eJunkie at this point. So that way I can also manage an affiliate program as well because eJunkie will manage that part. Right, right. Okay, so you do have affiliates actually helping you promote your books. Yeah, I do, but it's it hasn't taken off as much as I wanted it to, um, to be really honest. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes when I've approached people in my same industry, so other people with tarot websites, um, there seems to be this real resistance against well, I don't want to receive money for, you know, recommending your book. That doesn't seem right, does it? Um, So, uh, you know, and I'm like, you know, if you hate it, then please don't promote it. Um, But if you love it, I'd love you to get, you know, something on the side so that you can actually be rewarded for the effort that you're putting in. But a lot of people in this industry, I, I think, are sort of operating from an older mindset, which is, you know, um, that maybe affiliate marketing is bad or, you know, you can't receive commissions for recommending something. Right, right. I think that is a very common outcome in a lot of sort of hobby type niches, um, sort of like yours Mm. is. Now, what do you think a person can do to help a person who could potentially become an affiliate, um, you know, better understand that, you know, this is, this is some, you know, I, I, you know, I always find it interesting. I mean, I come from the internet marketing industry and, um, where you know it's kind of obvious that if a product's good and it can help your audience, that you want to promote it, and it would be awesome to get paid a little bit of commission on the side. Um, but what do you think it is about that that people are so resistant to? Yeah, I just I don't know if it's like just an overall acceptance. You know, when I when I look at um, blogs such as yours, and you know, in that internet marketing space, we're also used to seeing affiliate link um, or you know disclaimer. This includes affiliate links, right. and that's okay. Like we think, yeah, yeah, yeah well, of course, it's going to have affiliate links. Um, but I think, yeah, when you get into the tarot space, that's not necessarily. I think 
there's a lot of tarot readers who are tarot readers. They're not business people. Um, so you see a lot of businesses that are really just focused around tarot mm-hmm. um, as opposed to tarot and business, if that makes sense. Uh, there is an increasing movement, though, I think, towards um, some more business-savvy people coming into the tarot space. Um, but I think until that really happens, I don't think we're going to see a lot of, you know, people using affiliate links in, in a sort of classy way. I've seen, I have seen people using affiliate links in a really <laughs> unclassy way where they're trying to promote things and it's, it looks awkward and yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest lesson there is just to, you know, no matter who your audience is, there are going to be some people in your audience who could potentially sell for you and it's your job to sort of educate them and, 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 you know, really talk to them. You know, I mean, that's what I would do and that's what I have done, uh, especially with Green Exam Academy because it's sort of in the same lines. It's, it's not really a, you know, it's not really a product that I was selling that the people who buy it would normally sell to other people. Um, so mm. it, 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 I had to find the people who had the same sort of exact audience and I can envision, you know, in the tarot industry, there's not very many other people out there who are also teaching other people how to do uh, tarot readings and things like that. So that's a, a, an initial challenge. But the secondary challenge is just, you know, trying to help these people who aren't really business savvy, I sort of understand the ins and outs of how things work. And really, I think if you can show that there's value being spread everywhere and that they deserve something for spreading that value too, that you know you might have a better chance of getting someone to, to promote for you and also just showing them how easy it is to do it. I think uh, that also holds a lot of people back is just they don't know how it works or, or, or what happens or what they need to do. Uh, that's why a lot of times, especially in the internet marketing industry, when you are trying to reach out to somebody and you want them to promote your product, obviously you tell them about it and how it can help their audience, but you also just right there provide that affiliate link so that they don't have to do anything but share that link in whatever way that they feel they can share it best for their audience. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I think I'm now I'm starting to experiment a little bit more with engaging more with my affiliates. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've just set up, you know, I've got another email list and Aweber email list um, so that I can communicate a little bit more regularly with my affiliates. And again, like you said, really support them and make it easy for them to promote my products. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, sometimes, you know, I, I keep operating in that sort of 80, 20 rule. So I've, I've, you know, thrown a lot of energy into affiliate, like getting affiliate partners and I haven't seen much progress yet, but you know, I might try again and, and see what happens. Sure. I mean, I love how you mentioned the 80, 20 rule. I think that's really important. What is, what is the 20% for you right now? That's bringing in the 80%. What's working for you best? Oh, okay. So, um, my, um, website generates so much traffic, right? Um, and a lot of it's coming into the tarot card meetings. Now on those pages, I have ads to psychic webcam services, uh, and they then generate commissions from sales from those ads. Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, what, so what, you, how, what's your traffic like really quick so we can get an idea? Um, I'm almost at 150,000 uniques per month. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that's mostly for the the meanings of the cards. Yeah, that's right. That's where the bulk of the traffic's coming through. And in fact, I do know, just as I was preparing for our call, um, I noticed that I've hit, you know, the 1 million unique visitors in a year, Mark, which just, that blows my mind. Yeah. (laughs) 
So a lot of people looking for tarot meanings, I guess. Yeah, it looks that way. Yes. Yeah. But I think it's really smart. And this is something a lot of people can learn from. You know, you might be in one industry in particular, but the people who are coming to your site could benefit from something else outside of your industry that is related. For example, you have your psychic readings via video webcam. You know, you might, you know, it, it makes sense that someone who's interested in tarot cards might be interested in something like this. Now, how is that? Uh, so, so that's a commission. That's a commission per sale. You said. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I'm an affiliate partner for um, these psychic um, webcam services, and we'll generate. I think I think it's set at around fifty percent at the moment, which is I think incredibly high. Um, and you know, this is the affiliate. Uh, marketing that I'm I'm promoting on my site is generating you know a good sort of fifty percent of my revenue at the moment. So I mean, I'm always annoying my husband because every day you know I log onto my um, the affiliate site for it's it's called uh, um, Orinum or Aranum I think in a, in the in the states. Mm. Um, and Spiritum, and so I log in there and like, oh wow, look at look at what I've made for today. I, I don't know if you ever do this because your numbers are huge, Pat. So you must get like really excited every day. As oh, well. I, I mean, I get I always get excited. I mean, even even <laughs> if I go onto AdSense and I see, you know, I made two dollars extra today than I did yesterday. It, it all it all excites me. Yeah, yeah. I know. Actually, it's, sorry, this is a little bit sidetracked, but I always thought, I wonder how you could get this model into corporate. So you know how you just get your salary every, you know, every month. You know exactly what it's going to go into your bank account. Mm -hmm. But what if they could change it up? You know, today you're going to get a hundred dollars. Okay, tomorrow you can get fifty dollars. Wouldn't it make it, you know work life so much more exciting if it was sort of a little bit unknown? I well, I mean, like some people get a base income and then could possibly get more. Um, you know, for commissions and, and doing sales and things yeah. like that. Um, but I mean, that's, that's, it, there's pros and cons. I mean, what the, the nice thing is, you know, there's no limit to, I mean, there's virtually no, or technically no limit to how much you can earn, but it does take work to make that happen. And you could potentially earn nothing except the base price if you don't have any commissions. Uh, but, but anyway, going back to to the affiliate stuff, I mean, overall in your business or ball, ballpark, or can you give us an idea of exactly how much you're earning from tarot and psychic affiliate stuff? Yeah, yeah. So it's currently earning very comfortably in a six-figure um, Mark. So, um, I, you know, when I, when I quit my corporate job last year, I thought – my goodness, am I going to be able to, you know, reach the same amount? Because I was working in financial services, which is, you know, I was already getting a six-figure income in in financial services. So making this leap into my own business was really, really scary. Um, but every single month I have been able to earn more than I was getting in my corporate job. And it, it seems that nearly every month it's on the increase. Um so every, like I wake up, I, I tell you what, I wake up every day and I feel just so blessed with abundance um, when it comes to my work and my business and my lifestyle as well. Yeah, that's so awesome. I'm so happy for you. Um, Thank you. A few things I want to touch on. One word that you mentioned probably 10 times in this interview is, <laughs> is uh, experimentation. And yeah. I love that you say that because I think that's really important for any business owner, especially one who's doing business online where it's really easy to experiment and do trial and error and see what works and see what doesn't to find that 20% that does 80% of the stuff for you and things like that. I mean, 
it's just a testament to to, to trying and doing different mm-hmm. things. And 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 not only are you, you know, you have ebooks, you have webinars, you you have your tarot course and 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 business coaching and your affiliate marketing, but but all, along the same lines, along with that experimentation, you're diversifying. You know, I'm starting to diversify with my own products too, and that's obviously something that you've done really well on is 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 experimenting with your own stuff developing your brand increasing your authority and it's just so cool to see how well you're doing thank you yeah yeah and you know just to pick up on the diversification that has been very key in my strategy um for a number of different reasons you know you never with affiliate marketing um you never know if that's going to be there tomorrow or not um again that company could go under your sales could drop uh, you just never know. So that's every day I count as a blessing when I do receive money via my affiliate um, um, groups. But I also think, you know, this is something I really um, espouse with um, my readers is if you want to be a professional tarot reader, you can't read tarot cards all day long, you know, five days a week. You go bonkers because it takes up so much energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think like for those folks who want to create a, you know, longer term sustainable business model that will get them to be able to leave their day job, for example, um, it, they need to diversify their own business. So not just investing in that service um, piece, but also investing in things like digital products, um, courses, uh, you know, whether it's advertising on the site, whatever it might be, but having multiple lines of, of revenue, as you say, diversifying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. And and one other thing that struck me uh, with this interview is, which is, was just how much time it took for you to get to this point. I mean, mm. we're, we're talking from 1999 when you first started and it was just a hobby site to you saying things finally starting to take off last year. I mean, what kept you going? And, you know, I know a lot of people wouldn't give that much time for things to happen. I mean, what what was the difference for you? Well, I think the main thing is this is like a game for me. <laughs> you know, working on my business is a game. It's it's fun. Um, it's it's stuff that just gets me excited. You know, I like I really struggled at the start um, because with my husband, I would have to say to him, "Oh, you know, Anthony, I've got to do work right now." And I'd, I'd be like in my head, I'm thinking, "Work? It's not really work. It's just I'm playing, right?" Um, but I've got to call it work to make sure I can, you know, get some time away from the family and, and really <laughs> hunker down. Um, but you know, that's that is what keeps me going is because I just have so much fun doing this. Um, it doesn't feel like a chore. It doesn't feel like work. It's it's you know, it's good fun. Um, and I, you know, I think the other aspect is I've always had a very strong work ethic and, you know, when I get really absorbed into something, I I really get absorbed into it. So I can become quite obsessive, Mm -hmm. um, in, in, you know, making things work and, and yeah, achievement oriented. Were there any struggles along the way once you decided to turn this into a business and initially it wasn't? maybe it wasn't going as fast as you wanted it to. Uh, I mean, what were some of the things going through your head? Yeah, look, I, I actually really, I, I don't feel like I've had that many struggles to be really honest. Um, perhaps more, mm, perhaps more from a personal perspective. So, um, 
you know, I think when you make a transition, I used to, I used to also work in management consulting. Um, so management consulting and, and HR. And in those spaces, it's all about being very corporate, being very professional, um, and, you know, managing your self image. You know, for me to start talking about tarot in a corporate, you know, business meeting would be like, you know, um, career death, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, some of my struggle has come from, transitioning from, okay, I'm corporate professional. Oh, no, hang on. Now I'm a tarot professional. Um, am, am I, you know, do people think I'm like completely flaked out? Do they, you know, what, does it look like I've just gone completely off track here because I've, I've gone into this world of tarot? Um, and, you know, I'm still working on it. Like when people ask me, you know, strangers ask me, so what do you do? And Sometimes, you know, I'll go, uh, so I do life coaching uh, <laughs> online um, or, you know, if I do sort of have the, the guts to say, yeah, I'm actually, I read tarot cards and I'm teaching people online and it's amazing. Oh, but by the way, I used to work corporate and I've got, you know, these degrees. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm still working with managing my sort of self-image and, and, you know, really feeling okay about what I'm doing. I, I'm getting a lot closer, but mm-hmm. I still have a little bit of work to do there. I mean, that's that's definitely a big struggle. I mean, for me, I, I even... Um, struggle with what to say when people ask that question. Well, what is it that you do? And I always switch the answer, it seems like, depending on what situation I'm in. But I mean, it's always true, but it's, sometimes it's, you know, I'm a blogger or I'm a podcast host or I'm a serial entrepreneur or I do online business or, you know, mm. sometimes it's iPhone apps. I don't know. It just changes every time. And, you know, I think, you know, this whole online business thing, it's, it's, it's as much as it is us trying to create online businesses and provide value to, to other people. I mean, it's, 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 it's growth within ourselves too. And I think that this is just a great example of that, um, because if we're, it's, it's always going to be something we're going to be working on. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't think, you know, there's, there's really an easy answer for, uh, you know, trying to figure out exactly the path that you want to go down, but it takes experimentation, like you said. Yeah. 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 And it's sort of, it's some level of comfort to know that what you're doing is like, it's good. It's the right thing. Uh, Even if you can't necessarily explain it to someone else um, or they give you, you know, that sort of blank stare, like online business, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) You know? Um, uh, Yeah. So it's it's just building a a better, better level of comfort, I think, around it. Totally, totally. So, Bridget, just to finish up, and, and, you know, this has been an amazing, inspiring interview. And, again, I think, you know, people are going to be like, dude, there's this woman named Bridget, and she's making six figures <laughs> doing tarot readings online, and, and it's just awesome. I mean, that's so cool. Um, it really shows that, you know, sometimes the least likely niches are the ones that are going to be the most profitable. I mean, a lot of people said the same thing about my lead exam site. Um, you know, when they were, you know, I told them what I did and they're like, no way that can make that much money or no way you could be successful with that. Well, there are large groups of people who are into these small little niches and uh, you just kind of have to find them and provide value to them just like you're doing to everybody in the tarot industry. And, and again, that's so awesome. So Bridget, last thing, any final tips for anyone out there who is starting an online business? Maybe they've been doing it for a while um, and aren't just aren't seeing results like like they wish they had or wish they were. What would you what kind of advice would you offer to those people? 
Yeah, look, I, I think the first thing for sure would just be to be authentic and to be real. Um, and this is something I really learned from you and, and observing how you run smart, smart Passive Income is that you put your face on it, you put your whole personality into everything, and you also put yourself up um I guess like flaws and all, right? So when you're doing your podcast, you don't usually edit a great deal, um, which I think is fantastic because it it just, it brings like the human element. And that's certainly something that I've tried to do in my own business is to bring the human element in it and to say, well, this is me and I might not look like your average tarot reader, but here I am. And this is, you know, this has sort of been my journey and so forth. So my advice, you know, for people starting out or who've already started out is just be real and authentic. Um, you don't have to put up like this corporate image and, you know, be all formal and um, those sorts of things. The more that you can put yourself into your business and your website, the better. Um, and I think the internet really supports that. You know, we're used to working in corporate where you have to conform and um, be sort of part of the group mentality. But now we've got this wide open space to be who we really are. And people appreciate that. They appreciate that you might not know everything or you might make mistakes, but they want to see it all, which is, you know, wonderful. Um, and then, you know, the second piece, and this is something that I've always used, it's in my mantra is just do it, like get on with it and do it. Um, there's no point, you know, sitting around going, oh, no, it's not it's not working. Oh, dear, I'm no good. It's a failure. Just get on with it. Figure out what's the next, what, what's the next thing that you're going to experiment with. Give it a go. See how it works. If it doesn't work, try something else. If it does work, keep doing it. Quite easy. Um, so, yeah, totally be authentic and be real and just do it. Awesome. I love it, Bridget. Thank you so much. Everyone, check out Bridget's site at Biddy tarot b-i-d-d-y t-a-r-o-t dot com and uh check her out there like she said you'll see her face right there on the front page and uh, everything she has to offer in this awesome world of tarot um i I have to get a reading from you one day i've never gotten a tarot reading I know. Actually, I was thinking I was going to do one a one card draw for you. Actually, well, like, have you got another five minutes? Yeah. Are you saying like right now, live on or not yeah. live? But okay, this yeah. is it better not be the death card. I don't know what that <laughs> means though. But um, no, no, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. This will be fun. Awesome. Just bear with me. I'm going to grab my cards and I'll be back in like one sec. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> So those of you still on the line, I'm guessing she's going up the stairs. All right. I'm a little Sorry. Scared. I'm a little scared. <laughs> I don't know. I've never done this before. I've never gotten my fortune read or anything like that. Um, I did have my palm read once, actually. Yeah. And I had I have really funky lines that yeah, what, mean yeah. a lot of things that I don't even remember. I just, I have a lot of love, apparently. I have, my love line is really big. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. good. She's shuffling. She's like, oh, whatever. Let's just. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right. So I've shuffled the cards. And how about we draw one card for your business and what you can do to make it even more successful? What do you reckon? This is good. This is good. All right. So I am now just fanning out the cards in front of me. This is where we need the video on, right? But right. Uh, wait, is this how you. Podcasts. So when you do a tarot reading, you actually have video out? You have the video no, going? No, 
I, I could do, but um, just because I've got family responsibilities and so forth, it's a lot easier for me to do email reading. So I do it, you know, in my own time, my own space, and then I'll type up that reading and send it to the client. That's so crazy. And you actually are doing the cards, right? Because you could easily just, you know, if someone sends an email and you can just pull out some old response that you've had from somebody else, right? Yeah, no, people say, well, why don't you just set up like the auto text, you know, um, yeah. hey, this card, auto text in there. <laughs> like, a va- like a vacation reply, it's just yeah. like one card the whole time. <laughs> yeah, That'd but that would just make for a really bad reading, I think. Um, yeah. All right, so I'm going to draw you just one card. Stay with me. And I could tell in your voice you really enjoy this, <laughs> which I think is It a, is a lot of really fun, important. yeah. All right, cool. So what I've drawn for you is the Queen of Pentacles and she's in the reverse position. So normally the Queen of Pentacles, um, and oh, this this represents you really well, I think. So it's, it's, it's almost like you being that work at home dad. Um, the Queen of Pentacles can sort of balance between running a really successful business and, you know, managing the financial side, but also engaging with the family responsibilities. And I think, you know, you do that well because you, you're sort of in both spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing here, though, is that we've got it in re- the reverse position. So you may have a tendency at the moment um, to get that balance a little bit out of whack. So this card is simply reminding you to Think about how you nurture your family, but also how you nurture your business and make sure that, you know, you're maintaining a nice balance between the two. And in fact, on top of that is that self-care element and making sure that you're looking after yourself at the same time. I mean, you know, this is utopia, right? Because you have to have that perfect balance between yourself your family and your home all of the time. Um, but uh, I know it's probably as well as you do. It's it's very difficult to get there. But, yeah. you know, so... Is that, yeah. is that, does that mean I, I'm not spending enough time with my family or I'm not spending enough time with my business or does it, does is it just mean something is off? Well, it's just calling your attention to where are you putting your energy and are you giving that energy to the different parts of your life in a way that feels good to you, I suppose. Love it. Um, so that you're not over-investing in business, you're not over-investing in family and, well, you're not neglecting your self care. I think. Yeah, this is uh, this is awesome. So, anyone who wants to t- a tarot reading, head over to biddytarot.com. And um, yeah, this is fun. Thank you so much for doing that. No worries, my pleasure. <laughs> All right. All right. Take care, Bridget. Have a good one. Great. Thanks so much, Pat. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Bye. Uh, bye. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Bridget from BiddyTarot.com. Uh, the show notes, the resources, and links, as always, will be located on the blog. You can head on over there, smartpassiveincome.com slash session81. That's the easy way to get there. I hope you enjoyed this interview. I mean, it was really great. A lot of awesome gold nuggets in there from how she launched her ebook, uh, how she priced it, um, how she pivoted in, you know, in her mind from a hobby to a business and everything that went along with that, um, positioning, you know, the products so they're more than, you know, they, they, they share more value and, uh, you know, all these kinds of things. I mean, six figures from tarot reading and it was, it was a nice surprise. Actually, I, we weren't planning on doing that reading. It was just something she offered there at the end. And, uh, you know, making sure that the balance that you have between family and business and everything else in your life is always a great reminder. And as entrepreneurs, I know it's really easy to get 
totally zoned into one of those areas of your life and forget about the other. So, um, you know, let that serve as a reminder for you as well as as it was uh, a reminder for me. So anyway, thank you again so much for spending time with me and Bridget today here on the show. And I can't wait to share what I have for you in session number 82, which is another incredible success story, actually a graduate from the foundation. Now, you might remember the foundation from session 46 and Dane Maxwell, the most number or the the most popular, the number one downloaded podcast episode. We've had over 100,000 podcast downloads so far. And uh, oh gosh, he's got a great story. He goes step by step into everything that he did to create a successful software business and walked away from a high paying corporate job, uh, just like Bridget did. I mean, that that seems to be a theme here. So look forward to that uh, and sharing that with you. And uh, until then, keep pushing forward. And I wish you all the best. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI. And today, I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.